What's poppin'? This is your host, Edgar Otravez, and you're listening to another episode of the Floral Podcast. And in today's episode, we're doing the final piece to our review of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin. And if you remember, my co-hosts are Cousin Primo and my good friend Fredo. Now, I know I dropped off last week. Things just didn't go as I planned. I should have done a better job of planning. I, I could have just had this one ready to go and throw it out. Instead, I saved my time in the hopes of doing other things, and it didn't work out. So, it happens. Eh, you know, I had grown-up stuff to do. It happens. Now, if you want to know more about the show, make sure you check out our website, thefloralpodcast.com. Uh, there I have playlists for specific topics and so much more. Now, let's get this party started. So, going back to the story, it takes now this takes us into the fifth book, and I believe this is the last book, correct? Right. It starts with another conversation with Mikey and his brothers, and they're just sitting there badgering him, basically kind of bugging him, and Mikey just had it with, with them at this point, and he yells at them, and he's just like, will you guys just leave me the fuck alone? Wait, but I think we missed we missed the big part though. At the end of the other book, the whole scene with uh, where they actually reached Baxter. Yeah. And and the Pugetoid disintegrates. Yeah, okay. I did say that that they destroyed the the building. But yes. Okay. The Fugitoid confronted Baxter Stockman, like you're saying. He did basically disintegrate him and the whole fucking building. Mm-hmm. And that well, was he took over took over the power that was powering up the cathedral of the Foot Clan. So that was the whole point of attacking Baxter Stockman was to wipe out the power so they can have access to the tower. And at the same time, that knocked out every robot Uh in the city. That was the whole point of doing that. That was an important point for why they attacked Baxter Stockman first, to get rid of all Mm -hmm. the robots. And that Mm -hmm. would reduce the number of resistance on the way to the tower, right? Where he had out the ways. Because then now it's reduced to the numbers have been reduced, but also the type of soldier that are fighting are only normal humans, Human. right? Humans no, and cyborgs. Well, barely any, I don't think there's any cyborgs left. I think that took care oh. of the cyborgs, but anyway, so yes, thank you for making me circle back to that. So oh. anyway, um, going back to the story where Mikey's talking to his brothers, he gets fed up with his brothers and he's done with speaking with them. And he basically tells them to leave him alone. And then, He's sitting there. He realizes he's there by himself. He's in the room. There's no ghosts talking or. This is the part that convinced me that there was just a manifestation like his coping mechanism, because a ghost wouldn't just outright disappear. If, if it was more of a ment like a mental thing where you, you can just wield yourself to no longer need it to cope with, you know, what was going on with what Mike. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't disagree with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, it's, all, I, I, it's all led up to interpretation. But that's that's the part that that made me feel like, okay, well, these these were just in his mind the whole time. Because yeah. I don't know. Okay, so let, let's have, just, let's have yeah. this conversation then. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Primo? Do you think they're ghosts or do you think it's a mental thing? I think it was a mental thing. I don't think that was his, his way of coping to push himself. Yeah, to where you needed to go. Mm-hmm. I can see the argument for what you guys are saying, and it's probably true. I like the idea that there would be ghosts. Yeah. But, like, it makes sense because he's lonely. Right. right. And he and, always. And, and of all the four turtles that needed their brothers the most, it was Mikey. And yeah. It would only make sense that he would, as a way to, like, make himself be able to do this one last thing, he would manifest his brothers in his mind yeah. to push them to, like, yeah, to push but yeah, him. I mean, it could be spirits, sure. I mean, it's led up to interpretation. I, uh, they didn't outright say. I strongly side with you mm-hmm. with what you guys are saying. I just also like the idea that they could be ghosts. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think it makes more sense that they probably are mental projections of his brothers. And it's easy for him to put voices to them, right? Because he, mm-hmm. he spent all this time with them. He knows what they would say, you know? Right now they're in his head because he misses them so bad right 
and he's just making them talk in his head and he doesn't even realize that he is. And so finally he tells them to go away and they, they do. So, and then he writes something in the book and he takes off and now starts the attack on the building. Right. Meanwhile, because the power is shut off, the layer starts flooding and April O'Neil decides that she needs to go and fix the, the pumps that pump the water out of the layer in the sewers. Meanwhile, Mikey decides to head on in by himself and take care of Uroku Hirato, which is the discussion that he was having with his brothers. His brothers wanted him to go in and do this by himself, that it's right for him to go in and do it by himself and not to include the others. And he knows that they're right. And so on that discussion with his mental projections or ghosts or whatever they are, he decides to go in and he realizes, oh, this is much easier now, right? There's no robots. They're mostly humans. A lot of them kind of suck. They're not very good martial artists. And the few that might be a little better don't exactly have a real loyalty to Hirato, right? They kind of, they can go either way. And if you give them enough of a push, they'll be like, fuck this. This is not worth the job, right? Like right. the money they're paying me, fuck this. I'm not going to get my ass kicked for this. So they, you know, they abandon ship, right? The ones that, that, that are smart and good enough probably take off while the dummies get their asses kicked and killed, as you could tell, because he just Man. lays into all of them. And then finally, my, one of my favorite lines in the book is he's talking about people's loyalty, right? And he finds this giant swordsman and he's like, well, this one looks pretty loyal <laughs> and big as hell, right? So, right. like, you know, because he's talking about loyalty and how some of these are not very loyal to Hirato, but then he finds this big guy. And he's not going anywhere. And, you know, you know, he's a Ninja Turtle and he's good at martial arts. And so he kicks the shit out of this fucking giant guy. <laughs> but then it's like more wackiness, like a, another robot pops out of nowhere and he takes care of that guy. Also, while Mikey's fighting these guys, Casey Marie shows up at, on the lair where, and she confronts her mom, like where's, where's Sensei? Yeah. And then they had a little confrontation about when was she going to tell her about like the fact that she's... A mutant, basically. Yeah. And she knew. So she yeah. she figured that out for a while, a, a long time right. ago. So I think that's another piece of it, right? That the relationship needed. She needed not only a sensei, but she also needed someone like her, right? She was right. feeling alone and realizing that she was, she was the only one that was like that. Mm -hmm. And so now she has this similarity to the Ninja Turtles. That's why she kind of feels a kinship to them. But also... She, you know, she needed a teacher and she needed a teacher and not only in the ways of the martial arts, but also like how to be a mutant kind of, you know? Right. And, and so the wild part of this book is Michelangelo finally has this confrontation with Oroku Hiroto. I was thinking at some point they're going to revive the mom and it's going to be a two-on-one fight. Yeah. Nope. They killed the mom right there. He was just keeping her alive to make her suffer because he's a twisted, crazy person. Yeah, he's, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so then he, he kills the mom in the case. I'm like, why are you keeping this woman alive? And then you're going to kill her right at the end here. That just doesn't make any sense. I mean, uh, it doesn't make sense from a story point. It also doesn't make sense as from a person point. Like, you're a crazy person. But anyway, um. It was just misdirection. It was just, I think, yeah, for the reader to think one way, it just, yeah. Yeah. Have it not not play, play out. Probably. Probably to mm -hmm. keep the surprise, the element of surprise right. alive, right? Mm -hmm. So right. finally, Mikey and him have it off. And he's got this new suit. Yeah, I was Hiroto, just going to say. Hiroto's got this new suit. Dude, it's like going full on shredder now, right? So he activates mm -hmm. the suit. It's kind and, of liquidy. I, I kind of got the like T-1000 vibes where it's like kind of metal, yeah, exactly. liquid kind of. Yeah. Like little yeah. liquid nanites. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly what it was. It was like nanites. Like, I believe they, they, they mentioned that in the, in the comic. The suit gets activated and these like liquid metal comes all over his body and he's metal all over. And I got to admit, man, it's kind of cool. Like, <laughs> uh, like a silver shredder from head to toe. Yeah, you know, right. It, it, it was it was pretty badass. And mm -hmm. so they have this epic battle. Of course, the building's on fire because it has to be. I mean, there's always a fire built. There's always a building on fire. 
and exactly. there's explosions. They're they're punching and kicking each other in the air because they're falling at the same time, and they just keep fighting. They they fall from great heights, and of course, because Mikey's a, a mutant and Hirato has this crazy suit on, neither of them can get hurt. Uh, finally, Mikey realizes that there's imperfections about the suit, and he tries to figure out a way to how to like destroy the suit. Primo, why don't you tell us what happens in the end here? <laughs> well, at the end, he discovers there's a weak point into the armor. So he starts fixated at that one spot. So actually, it does ruin the suit itself. So it can't, like, regenerate anymore. Only certain spots are can be put back together. So while they're tossing and turning, they actually end up outside the city. They, they fell out the building. They got flushed out. And now they're at the where the sewage is dropped, where it's all toxic waste. At that point, they're they're like just at each other's throat. Uh, eventually, Michelangelo gets the upper hand, and he starts saying, this is the last thing. I'm done. He says that. What's his name? Liquid Shredder starts. Um, <laughs> Liquid Shredder. Nice. Liquid Shredder um, starts ranting that he can't be killed. He is a god. Okay? So Michelangelo's like, choking him he like electrifies the suit and at the same time they both get electrocuted they both fall in the mud there's a big explosion shredder comes up first and ends up being dead and then michelangelo gets up and he is really really severely hurt he's really really messed up bad at that time casey marie jones shows up yelling out sensei you know and starts telling her you know this is not fair you can't leave me you were supposed to train me and he goes this is what my family wanted yeah i'm, I'm happy to have met you I'm happy that your mom is still alive and all this and he says i'm sorry i can't i can't see you any, I, I, I gotta let you go and then he reveals what he wrote in a book Instead of saying, instead of it saying no peace, it now says no peace. Yeah. Like knowing. Okay. And at the same time, April shows up with that big ass tank and says her goodbyes to Michelangelo and he just passes on. Yeah. So then again, we come to the, to the dream sequence where he wakes up. Can we go back to the fight again? It's okay. So let's go back to the well, fight before we, we, yeah. we, we top it off here. Okay. Like, part of the uh, fight. did you guys catch how at, at towards the end he was he used every single one of the weapons he used the bow he used the mm -hmm. side yes and he used the oh, blade that, that's yeah he yeah he every every time he, he was made able sure to... that every, yeah every time he got him with one one of the uh turtles weapons yeah one kind of, of saying like weapons. he he like his yeah, brothers are like, it, his brothers are there to help him kind mm -hmm. of yeah mm -hmm. That, and was, then, like, that was an emotional. Um, yeah. Yeah. That got that, me, that, man. That, that got me too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, yeah. It was like, it, it, it was all four of them defeating this this shredder. At the yeah. End. Exactly. Right. You're right about that. And then, and, yeah, and then yeah. that, the final battle where they both perished, they ended up back at the sewer or that mud where, where he entered the city. That, yeah. So that was like full circle. The story began him coming up mm -hmm. from the mud and then him passing away right at the same muddy water that he, mm -hmm. the same place the story began, he ended up at yeah. in the end. And yeah, dude, like you were saying, cousin Primo, there's that dream sequence, but it, it, it becomes apparent that that's not a dream sequence. That's no. That's heaven. That's him walking through. That's heaven for him. Yeah, being with his brothers and and his father and Casey. Yeah, dude. Yeah, like they talk to him. They're like, Mikey, wake up, wake up. You're late. You know, you overslept. Again. Right. Yeah. And then yeah, it cuts to the four turtles, Splinter and Casey, up on like an uh an apartment or somewhere, and then Splinter yeah, makes makes the comment about like what do you say about like it smells like home or he says um it smells but he says new york city indeed has its own unique order odor and then michael angelo says yeah it does it smells like home yeah yeah 
Yeah, dude, and that's and that's the end. There is a like like an outro or an epilogue, I should say. Epilogue, there is an, yeah. Mm-hmm. There is an epilogue, and the epilogue basically leads to uh, Casey Marie continues her training. Yeah, the Splinter's journal or manual or whatever, and it's reading from it and studying the martial arts. Yeah, so like that's that's how she's able to continue training under both Splinter mm-hmm. and Sensei Michelangelo. And then you, there's another room where she is dressed in normal clothes and she's walking around and she's, there's a little vial of green ooze in one of the frames. And then in the, in the last panel, there's a little aquarium with little ninja turtle, little turtles inside. And she's growing these turtles and she's saying that she's going to teach them martial arts one day. Mm-hmm. And that's when the new story will continue. Yeah. It, do- it doesn't say the end. No. At the end of the page, it says to be continued. Right. They introduced four new turtles. Oh, really? Two females and two males. Oh, yeah. look at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they have different shapes, too. They're not all like, they don't all look the same. There's like a they're bigger turtle. Supposedly, they're all like um, four different species of turtle. And that's, and those are in separate books, right? Those are in the continuing. Yeah, it, it, it just started. They, I think it's, they've started a new series that's uh, uh, both a prequel and a sequel to the last Ronin. So, th- so it shows at least the first two issues that they've released as of this re- recording. They show them as not quite teenagers, but they're a little grown. They're like maybe I don't know, uh, maybe eight or nine. Yeah, eight or nine. And she's she's started their training. She's uh, teaching them lessons life lessons and not and some martial arts stuff and then the series itself like flashbacks to uh mikey's time in the mountain when he went when he went on his little like uh after he discovered uh splinter and donnie had died and he was the last ronin and he he went on his journey up the mountain it explores that a more and what what's going on while he was doing that i'm less interested in the in the Mikey story of him traveling yeah. in the mountains and more interested mm-hmm. in the new story of the little turtles. Yeah. All right. And I'm interested in seeing, you know, sensei Casey Marie Jones. Yeah. That's yeah. what I, that, I think. Well, this, this series is more of a bridge between the full out, like new Ninja Turtles, like series. Is mm-hmm. it going to be a new Ninja Turtle series? Yeah. That's what yeah. this is. This little like is- five issue series is going to lead into Oh. Yeah, I, after after Last Ronin was a huge shit. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they were they were, the creators were bombarded with you know people wanting them to do more. So, yeah. I mean, I would love to see. You see, the, the the part that I wish they would give me, they can't give me now, right? They, What's that? Sensei Michelangelo. Oh no! I want to see a Sensei Michelangelo. That's what I want to see. I want to see Michelangelo training. Casey Marie Jones and whoever else martial arts, you know, that's, that's what I would love to see. Teach them like real martial arts because <laughs> the <laughs> shit that they show in here. Uh, I mean, kicks and punches are easy to draw, right? I guess, you know, mm-hmm. but the, there's no, there's no real martial arts in these books. I wish there was a martial artist actually writing some of this stuff. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, dude, like, uh, like I hear you, what you're saying as far as you wanting to see more of Mikey in that sensei role, mm-hmm. but I, I just like the whole, how this whole, like, like their, their story wraps up and comes to an end. Yeah. If, if Mikey were to, mm-hmm. you know, go through this and, and still live and then, you know, no, no, the, the ending is perfect. Yeah. I don't see how you can add to it. If anything, I think keep the same story, just elongate mm-hmm. that process of him being a sensei or that okay. that part yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't don't change a thing other than let him be a sensei a little longer. You know, give him give him a couple years. You know, don't kill him. Don't kill him. It seems like days. You know. Yeah, but no. I, this this little series that's currently it's called the Last Ronin Lost Years. Hmm. It's kind of filling in some of that those gaps where we we didn't really see Mikey doing in this role or how he mm-hmm. led up to this role, but uh, it's it, I'm sure it's it's gonna fill in some of those 
might give you some bite size of that uh of you wanting to see him as a master but yeah full out yeah. like yeah training like yeah i don't think we're gonna get that yeah yeah like uh by the end of this series you will see the four new total um turtles as adults as full-blown ninja turtles that's the new full-blown ninja turtles yeah yeah and so and what, like i got the names for those turtles already what are the names the um the light blue one his name is uno he's like the cocky one he studies tai chi and he's like always picking on his um he picks on his brother who is odon who happens to be a big boy so he keeps calling him fat but he's actually a big he's going to be a big big guy okay and the one that's always protecting him is this girl turtle named um moja who is the only one who actually has a beak hmm. and she's copper red Right. And then the youngest one, she's the only one who has like these um, markings on her body. They look sort, it sort of reminds me like Michelangelo when he wears the pink, um, the um, orange bandana. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. And her name is Yi. Y-I. I think I'm saying it right. Yi. And, yeah. and she, she is fascinated with tech. So they're saying, they're sort of thinking that she's going to be the, the mechanic or the inventor of the team, but everyone's wondering what kind of weapons are they are they going to have? Are they going to honor the four turtles, or are they going to start a whole new set of weapons? Because the picture they revealed of the of the of the four turtles or the four new turtles, they're, mm-hmm. they're not even wearing bandanas. So Nothing. It's, it's going to be interesting if they yeah make them like wearing bandanas with different colors or i'm looking at them now mm-hmm. they're so interesting right <laughs> mm-hmm. it is so interesting so the and it's part of the ninja turtles the last ronin lost years yeah correct that's a long ass title it's like three titles in one mm-hmm. jesus christ man ah <sighs> And Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird are yeah are, are writing these stories too. The last year ones. I thought Peter Peter Laird was dead or he he did pass away. No, he's alive. Is he alive? Yeah. And why isn't he uh like why didn't he write I, anything? I thought I think he was I think he did pass away. I I thought he they he did pass away. That was the whole point of releasing his book because this is one of the books he wanted to be released, and mm-hmm. Eastman honored him by doing that. No, he's still alive. Is he? Or Looks is he like... broke? And that's why he's not mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> no. so, uh, so I'm looking at it up now. He's uh, 69 years old, born in 1954. Uh, he was he born in Massachusetts. Yeah, no, the fucker is still alive. Oh, well. He's like an old grandpa, but yeah, he's still... <laughs> still <laughs> He was, hey, look, check this out. Toward the end of 1983, Laird was earning just $10 an illustration from a local newspaper in Dover, New Hampshire. He was also doing illustrations for fanzines like the Oracle. Hmm. He went from $10 an illustration. Dude, $10 an illustration, bro. But that like, was like in the 70s or something. That was in 1983. Okay. Mm. In 1983, that's all he was making. Dude, I made an illustration sometime in, uh, I think, uh, 1998 or something, or 1999. I sold sold an illustration to a newspaper. They gave me 100 bucks, you know? It's crazy that they gave this guy fucking $10. I sold the illustration recently. Oh really? Good for you. Yeah, but it wasn't ten bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't ten bucks. <laughs> How much was it, man? <laughs> he doesn't want to brag. Doesn't, doesn't, I don't want to brag. You know, yeah, maybe, it wasn't was, ten bucks. It was more than a thousand. <laughs> more than what you make in a day. His illustration probably involved more time too. Yeah. 
Yeah, probably. I mean, back in those days, you didn't have, I mean, at least in 1983, the uh, graphic design equipment wasn't where it is now, right? Or even no, yeah. in the, even 20 years later. Do you guys want to talk about, like, what we want to see out of this last Ronin? Like, you, you had mentioned the uh, uh, video game, right? Right. Uh, there is a. They're going to make a live uh, video game based on the last Ronin, where you take the mantle of the last Ronin and have to go through missions and stuff like that, like a survival game, pretty much. I would love to see that fucking video game. I don't care what it is. It could be as goofy yeah. as the, as the original 1984 or 1985 video game, or mm -hmm. it could be as 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 intricate as the freaking uh, World of Warcraft. I don't care. No, I want to see no, it. It's gonna, they're gonna, they say it's going to be like Batman: Arkham City. Okay. Yeah, uh, the one of the uh, Paramount who owns the IP or who's making the video game or yeah is producing it yeah they've already said it's going to be a darker more adult based game mm. they actually used the example of the god of war series the recent god of war series oh wow yeah. they're, that going, type of, they're um, going for that type of uh, yeah yeah man the other book i'm also interested in that's coming out is that teenage mutant ninja turtle versus street fighter um that's cool i mean i don't mind seeing uh the turtles fight other martial artists. Um, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I might, I might pick it up when it's done, you know, like yeah, when, it, that's when I, exactly what I'm waiting for. Yeah. I don't know if I would like, I, I don't, I can't say that I'm salivating for it. You know, uh, I, I mean, will I collect it? I probably will get it, you know, just to read it and see what they decide to do with the different fighters and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. It'll be entertaining, but I, I'm not going to love it. Like I love this book. No, 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 no. It's totally different style book. Um, they're talking about if the book is popular enough, like The Last Ronin, mm -hmm. which I sincerely doubt. They want to make a game. And Capcom and Nickelodeon are down for that. They want to make a what? A fighting game with oh. Ninja Turtles versus Street Fighters. And they already have a roster of Ninja Turtle characters and Street Fighter characters. And I was well, like, The Ninja, the Ninja Turtles uh, came out on the, in the Injustice fighting game. Yeah, did you ever they did. See that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we got we got to see like a fighting game Ninja Turtles, but and I think they're also in. They're making. They're supposed to have a downloadable version of themselves in Power Rangers Power of uh, Fight for the Grid as oh, Power really? Rangers. Yeah, because it was also the Ninja Turtles Power Ranger comic. Right. That's where they where got the, the, where the, the Rangers where the, from. Where the Green Ranger was the Shredder. The new shredder mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Don't forget also that there was Ninja Turtles with Batman. So the Ninja Turtles have been crossing over to all kinds of oh, yeah. properties yeah. all yeah. the time. Well, yeah. They've done um, Batman, and I think they also did – well, they did DC Universe. And I, I think there's a couple other places they've crossed over. Power Rangers, that's one. That's another one. I'm sorry. I know yeah. we mentioned that a couple of times. But, yeah, they're like – everybody wants a piece of the Turtles, man. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, seriously. So now, what would what would you like to see in a movie, or what? Yeah. So like if last Ronin, there's actually a fan fan like movie or fan animation that someone made of the last Ronin. Yeah, the last tra uh, trailer for the last. Like Ronin. a trailer, yeah. Mm -hmm. So if I was, so if I was directing, because you know I direct. <laughs> Man. I don't direct. I'm but, kidding. But if uh, I were. I Go ahead. Yeah, like some of these, some of these scenes, they would hit much harder in in a movie setting. I think, especially was... that final, the final scene with Mikey. Yeah, with the last, the turtles at the end when they're telling Mikey to wake up. Yeah, that that I could see you crying for that one. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what I would do. Okay, like if I were to direct. Because, you know, again, I work for Hollywood. Not even, not even direct, but what would be your pitch for uh, my pitch, uh, Last Ronin? My pitch for The Last Ronin would be, okay, so you take you take The Last Ronin, you take everything in this book just like it is for the most part, right? You, there's probably pieces you're going to have to massage. But definitely introduce uh, Casey Marie Jones. Uh, I would even maybe introduce one other character that would be like a kid somehow. 
uh, to uh, April O'Neil and Casey Jones, just so that Casey Marie Jones has a sibling, but more so so that uh, Michelangelo has students versus one student, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how well that that could be played out. Maybe maybe we leave that alone because you don't really need students to be a sensei right you just right. need one right you could use one right and but, and this this one student is you know kind of special because it's like april and casey jones's daughter or whatever yeah. so and she's a mutant right so you definitely yeah. need to introduce right. that piece but the pitch would be um michelangelo meets uh, i mean ninja turtle meets uh whatchamacallit like we've been saying all along uh, old man logan except uh, you also throw a little sensei action in there and he's a reluctant sensei and make that sensei piece just a little bit longer, elongate that just a little bit more, introduce that sensei part of, of the story earlier to make that more about his progress as a martial artist and a teacher, but also somehow become a father figure to this girl. Cause that's something that's not really kind of, mentioned it's kind of i don't even know if they did a good job of eluding it because she doesn't have a father yeah she, she i mean she has she has a father she has casey jones right mm-hmm. but but she doesn't have a father figure and so mm-hmm. michelangelo not only becomes a sensei i'm crying on my own pitch <laughs> 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 but so but he gets to be a sensei and a father just like Master Splinter. So that he becomes the new Master Splinter. Let him be. Mm-hmm. Let And I wouldn't even uh, do Last Ronin in, in one movie. I would do La- Last Ronin. I was, it's, I, was, I was feeling like while you're pitching this, I was thinking maybe this fe- uh, feels more like a miniseries. Like, yeah. A miniseries. Uh, like or multiple episodes. Yeah. Or a trilogy. Or, or a trilogy. Like- yeah. A mm-hmm. miniseries or a trilogy. Elongate this process of him being a, a teacher elongate this as much as you can so that he gets to fill in the role and and not only not only be a sensei and a teacher or a sensei and a, and a father but for, but learn that process cuz it you, you don't just become a father in in a sensei and then that that's it you know like okay you got the title now you're you know everything you need to know no you you become you become an instructor and there's shit that you still need to learn. You realize, oh shit, there's a certain way I need to carry myself in front of students. Oh shit, there's a certain way I, I, I should teach. There are certain words that are more effective when I'm teaching people. There are certain things or techniques. There are better ways to teach a certain technique a certain way. You don't learn those things on the, the moment they give you the title. Yeah, that, that takes practice, just like everything else. Same thing with fatherhood. You're, you're a father. Uh, but just because you have a baby doesn't know you doesn't mean you right. immediately know how to change a diaper, you know, mm-hmm. like that, all that shit, give him a little more time as a father and as a father figure and as a sensei, elongate that story, that piece of the story, and then have that become the driving force of the story. That's how and I would you, teach that. And story. you're doing a live action movie, right? Or live put them in the rubber suits. Fuck yeah. CG. You can mm-hmm. like keep uh, liquid splinter, keep our liquid uh, shredder, keep liquid yeah, shredder, yeah. make him CG. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. That's fine. He's the bad guy. I don't mm-hmm. care. Make him fucking CG. CG is ass up. You know what would be cool is if you could use the original actors from part one because they're now older, huh? they can play the parts. Bring everybody no. back. Bring exactly. the, bring the old April O'Neil back, not she, not 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 the all the pretty ones or, or all the other. No no, bring the original April O'Neil back. Have her be Mama uh, April April Jones to this Casey Jones girl. You know, bring that girl back. I, but, I mean, uh, yeah, nostalgia, all that stuff, but not just that. But but like you're saying, Primo, she's the right age. But not to like rain on your parade. I... Then don't, Jeez. bro. Then don't. <laughs> don't ruin <laughs> it, man. <laughs> <laughs> don't take a shit on this, man. Don't shit the bed. <laughs> <laughs> what were you gonna say about Judith Hogg? 
Go ahead, man. She has talked mad shit about Ninja Turtles. And... Uh, really? Yeah. Nice. Why do you think nice. she never came back? What was what was the issue with, with Ninja Turtles? Well, the violence. She was against the violence. Ah, oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure, yeah, she's... Uh, maybe you could convince her to come back, but yeah, she's already... Uh, burned that bridge i think <laughs> you think she's burned that bridge yeah i think she's still acting she's still no she's, i'm sure she's she's still around yeah for sure. yeah yeah but her involvement in a ninja turtles yeah movie i don't think <sighs> you know that's some or bullshit the, i'm gonna tell you the right April from the second movie <laughs> 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 they're, right there, they're the right age yeah yeah that's right i mean you can still bring that other girl back right but I mean that's some nonsense. I'm sure she's past that bullshit because she's she's in, she's been in a series of stories where violence is the topic of of the uh, yeah. or the whole point of the whole thing. She's been in a Nightmare on Elm Street the before Turtles movie 2010 post. Oh okay. So she's look check this out. She's been in Sons of Anarchy. She's been in uh, in uh, Nightmare of Elm, on Elm Street. Uh, she's been on. Uh, let me see what else. What else is violent here? Uh, she's been in episodes of NYPD Blue. So uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, it could happen. I'm sure. thinking. I'm thinking she's past whatever nonsense she's been in. Or, yeah, she was, in, she was in Sons of Anarchy. That's it. That's yeah. the most violent show I've ever seen. I'm just telling you, yeah, why she never came back for the other movies. Well, because she talked shit, right? She yeah, was in she CIA. talked mad shit. Yeah, she was she in touched- CS- she was in CSI. She's in Sons of the Anarchy, The Mentalist. She, uh, mm-hmm. she, she's uh, in Big Love. I don't know how you can be in Big Love and and I don't know, man. Whatever. I think whatever it was that she was whatever Christian kick she was on she's over it now she's like fuck it i need to work right she's in a she's in something called the destroyer i don't know if there's any violence in it it's a short i've never heard of it but i, I bet yeah, the it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see what, what what her take on ninja turtles is now i'm sure people have asked her so maybe it's out there you know what how she feels about it now I mean, uh, looking at the pictures here, she looks like she's in pretty good shape. She could pull off this role, I think, uh, as an older April O'Neil. She doesn't. Look- I mean, going going back to the rubber suits, what they could do with the uh, puppets and shit nowadays, they could do some crazy, like yeah, realistic, like looking suit that maybe you could capture the the look of the comic book. I, I don't think it'll be a problem. I think, yeah. uh, and also like, I mean, to be fair, I mean, I know that you could probably, there'd be, there could be things that could be done better with CG. Oh, you I can say, touch up. Sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I like, like, I'm sure that you could probably do the face. Like you probably do this, the face with CG, just like they did the eyes for Deadpool. Right. So maybe, this- maybe some things, but if, but as much I mean- as, as much as the rubber suits as possible, I mean, yeah. there's movies that have no like special effects, but they still touch up stuff. You know, I'm sure there's rom coms that there's <laughs> there's CG and you know movies that you don't expect to have special effects, but you know they touch oh. up all kinds of like yeah movies. Oh, 100. percent There's movies. Mm-hmm. There's movies that you wouldn't even think have uh, CG, and it and <sighs> there's so much CG and shit these days. Oh yeah. Definitely keep it as practical as you as you possibly can, like as far as the turtle. And keep and, it dark. Uh, and keep that's it dark. another thing. Keep that tone. Eh, maybe at a PG thirteen level, if you can get that, you know, not not full blown like kid friendly, but still. Because we're dealing with we read it art. Well, I mean, you also have to look at it as a it's a you know, business, and you gotta make money. So I, <laughs> uh, I would. Um... But but if you if you were to like straight up go R, then that's where I would uh, my pitch would be just uh, like release it on a streaming service or like some you know series, dude, and not a movie. I I would love if if Judith Hogg. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name, but if Judith came back, I would love it. She looks great. She, I mean, she's age appropriate, like 
bring her back put her in put her in that role of of mom and and bring her back to the franchise i mean i i think it would be who do, awesome. who do you think could could pull off the casey marie casey would you marie. go for like a martial artist or would you go for like a like an actress actress or or a little bit of both oh man okay so the problem with actors actors that are that that are not martial artists is that it never looks convincing enough mm -hmm. i would i would look for an actress that is a martial artist but that's the other problem yeah martial artists don't usually <laughs> usually they're you know stuntmen yeah. now that you mention it that girl who played in tomb raider the last tomb raider oh, the movie yeah. but she's a little older yeah she might now be too she old is. Yeah. yeah she might be yeah. too old for the part uh i don't know who you could put what about that... this girl from uh hawkeye oh what was you're, her name uh you're talking about steinfield uh or seinfeld what's her name steinfeld uh yes yes yeah, steinfeld from the girl from bumblebee yeah right right bumblebee yeah she was in that too uh Haley steinfeld okay yeah so Ailey Steinfield, uh, I don't know what her level of martial arts is, but she's pretty convincing. She would make a great Casey Jones, honestly. But although she is a little older, she's a little too old to be playing a a, a teenager. She's twenty six. I would like, I would prefer someone a little younger. You know. Well, who else is out there that's that age? I I think yeah. Uh, I don't. I can't think of anybody right now. Um, How about the girl who played Wednesday. <laughs> She, I don't know if she has any martial arts skill. Mm -hmm. I would, I really would like someone who, who has some martial art skill. Background. Yeah. yeah. Artist, actress. And, and there's plenty of people that can fit well, this role. Why, why don't you type this up? Type up um, on Google who can play Casey Marie Jones in a live action. I'm not going to ask we're doing all that. AI. Yeah, I'm not going to do yeah, that. Yeah, it works. It works. AI You'd be amazed chat. at who you get. Hard pass. <laughs> write, write me a script for <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> it's already wrote. <laughs> what more do you need? Just find me people to play the parts. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and it would have to be an American actress, not an Asian actress. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, there isn't a lot of actresses out there um, uh, that have martial arts skill. Mm. So maybe just go unknown? Uh, maybe have to go unknown. You're going to have to go with someone who doesn't, who's not very well known to get the, the, the right fit. I mean, there's plenty of people, you know, you, boom, I got you one. I got you one. That girl in Cobra Kai. That little actress, the the Daniel's oh, Daniel's okay. Daniel's daughter, that girl. Oh, she's oh, a she's okay. a real martial artist. Oh, I thought you were gonna say the other girl. Oh, that the girl, girl I, the I, girlfriend to to the other kid. Yeah, yeah. Here, let me look up the cast of of Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Yeah, I can see the other girl too. Yeah, the either Daniels, one of the the Larusso. The LaRusso girl, yeah. She yeah. is actually, I mean, from what I, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that's her throwing some of those kicks. She is actually a pretty good martial artist. Uh, well, so, look at the, this guy, uh, the, the other kid, uh, the Cobra Kai guy. He's now the Blue Beetle, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. He sure is. Solo ma Mariduena. 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 He plays Miguel Diaz. He's the Blue Beetle. He is his his martial arts is not that great, but he's you know he's good in the show. Marie Mouser or Mary Mouser is her name. Mouser, you see, that's a that's a sign. That's that's a girl. That's our that's our girl. This this right here, this girl right here, Marie Mary Mouser. That should be Casey Marie Jones. Daniel yeah. yeah. I mean, one of the other girls can be two, but she would be the perfect fit, I think. Uh, let me see if she has actual martial arts skill. Let me see if that's, or if I'm just like smoking stuff. 
I don't know. You, though, wanted, you I, wanted to be her. That's what it is. <laughs> I still kind of want to see an animated version of this. I wouldn't say no to that. They're, they've made Batman movies with the same plot and animated it and whatnot. Same thing with, you know, Justice League. I, mean, kind I of. wouldn't be opposed to like 3D animation either. Like, but I kind of want to see an animated version, especially with everything that's going on with the current Ninja Turtles and, you know, movies like Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. I'm not opposed to the idea. I, I like the idea. The, uh, I will say that I would prefer seeing live action, a live action version. Yeah, with old school rubber suits, 1990 version. And there's something to mm. be said about like, you know, like human actors, like mm. when uh, when you know they can convey a lot more like than the anim- the animation that I would like to see was like. The one from Batman versus Batman meets the Ninja Turtles movie, that type of animation would be nice. I I haven't seen that movie. That's but that's like a more of like the the original, right? The cartoon. It was very colorful, right? Well, well, no, it was it was like Batman and Batman movie because you see, there's a fight scene between um, Shredder and Batman that is like mm. crazy, and they're they're both like. Duking it out. The only thing that I that I found that I found crazy is that the Joker got to the mutagen and started making mutants. You know, turned yeah. himself into a cobra. <laughs> and um, what's her name? Uh, Harley Quinn was a, a poodle. And that was silly, you know. But the fight between Batman and Shredder was a good fight. I would just, like. What'd you like, find? I see um, you. I see you. Your eyes. <laughs> I'm, it look, yeah. It looks like she didn't. She says, please, please, please. Can I do karate? Season one. Hold on. I don't think she knew martial arts. <clears throat> Marie Mouser reveals if she was a martial artist prior to playing the uh, Sam. Uh, she was not familiar. See, during the 2019 interview on Zach Zhang's show, this is from heavy.com, uh, Mary Mouser revealed that she was not familiar with martial arts prior to being cast as Sam. She said, I had no experience in this at all. I literally skipped PE. I hate working out. I'd never. <laughs> I tried... The treadmill about three times in my life, and that was it. Explain the actress. So maybe not. Mm. So then I must have seen her stunt double doing some crazy stuff. <laughs> well, it fits with the Cobra I mean, Kai, like why they would why they would hire actors who are not trained mm-hmm. because the, the whole story is a you know they're learning or training but she's supposed series. to be she's supposed to be well trained though because she lives with danny larusso the karate kid and that was part of the story too she she already knew some martial arts <clears throat> but i always got the sense that she did it on the uh, like low end where she wasn't like well at least in the first earlier seasons it was kind of secret well, she she learned formally from her father at some point, mm-hmm. and then it, the training just stopped. Right. So, okay, so get this. It, uh, it was a complete lifestyle shift. It was a lot of work, but I think for not knowing any of it before, I fell completely in love with it, and I learned as much as possible, as much as I possibly could in like two months, in a two-month span. Okay, so never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, she's pretty good for, for someone who, who learned uh, martial arts in, in two months, but still that's but it, not, it could, it could be the, the stunt double that's blowing you away with the other martial arts. I now. think that's what it was probably, <laughs> uh, man, that's too bad. Well, I mean, you bring that stunt double, I guess, I don't know. Uh, but I would really like it, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, and she's 26, just like, uh, Haley Steinfeld. So maybe I mean either either one of those two girls I think would be perfect for the role. But uh, I would if I were the director, I might make somebody a redhead. Like I would might I might make uh, Casey Marie Jones a redhead. You know, just just to carry on that tradition of there's a redhead with the turtles. You know, mm-hmm. 
Right. But, um, but yeah. And then I think the other, the other point to the pitch too, is at the end of the story, you get that, you get what you got in the end of this story, you get Casey Marie Jones, uh, continuing to practice martial arts, but then raising her own turtles and becoming their master, you know, like continuing that cycle. Cause I think that's what this story is about. It's about that cycle of, of being the teacher, being the father, being that father figure, being the sensei. So that all those things, they kind of go together, you know, uh, at least, especially with the Ninja Turtles. And it's unfortunate because I think that also happens in real life. The sensei or the instructor, he becomes mm-hmm. this father figure. Right. And, and, uh, and sometimes it, uh, people uh, unknowingly let that happen and entrust that role to the wrong people right there's plenty of good instructors out there but you know there's some bad ones and uh, not everybody deserves to be some people can just be a coach some people can just be an instructor not a lot of people can be this the sensei a life coach when you're going to a martial arts instructor he's not a life coach he's he's a martial arts instructor right and so like the more wiser ones no, not to be sitting there preaching about, you know, being being wise and all this nonsense, right? Because uh wouldn't sense that like Casey Jones, he would he wouldn't make a good instructor or nah. sensei. Yeah. Nah. He's he too might, much of yeah. like he might teach you like moves and shit, like oh do this, like like defend yourself or do like but yeah, as far as like a sensei sensei. Yeah. Well yeah. like yeah, like a life coach, no, nah, you know. Yeah. That that yeah. dude that dude will teach you how to kick ass. Yeah, he'll teach you how to kick from his ass for sure. Yeah, and probably really effectively. But that dude's not the right dude to tell you like how to make life choices or yeah. what, you know, what what morals you or, should follow. Yeah, or, or and whatever. how to incorporate that in your martial art. Yeah, like uh, it takes a special person for that. Yeah. And I think the wiser people shy away from taking on that guru role, right? Right. Um, but, I, but you're right though. You 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 probably do get a lot of like Casey Jones at these schools trying to teach people you know a martial art and then you probably end up losing a lot of students because they're yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's like you probably get students that are like i didn't come here to get my ass whooped like yeah. i want to like, <laughs> learn i want to grow yeah yeah well no dude like uh are you here to kick ass <laughs> or are you here to like be a wimp you know like that's what probably yeah. what casey jones is like he like would, would be, he would be like going back to Cobra Kai. He would be a Cobra Kai member. Yeah, he would be. Yeah, he would be an awful instructor. <laughs> he would be. Uh, I forget the name of uh, the 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 bad sensei in Cobra Kai, but he would be a bad sensei. Is what yeah. he would be. You Do know? you remember that movie, um, Napoleon Dynamite? Uh, vaguely, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, a great remember, movie, but I don't remember it very well anymore. Remember the remember the the instructor. Or he's like, oh yeah, I took karate. He's wearing those uh, parachute pants, the key <laughs> pants, the the American flag. Yeah. And he tells he tells the brother, I need the spa popper. Come up here. And he goes, he goes, hit me. And he blocks it and slaps him. He goes, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> That's the type of sense. He goes, I'm your sensei. And he's like, oh, gun ho and shit. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, that that would be the kind of character you'd get. You know, uh, it's important to have a. A good instructor. And he can be a good instructor. He just doesn't need to tell you how to like live your life. He's there to teach you how to how to do whatever, you know, throw a kick. Right. You know? Some guys become really good friends and, and, and you know, some people really kind of give you some guidance. And sometimes that happens. Like some people are worth having that part, you know, shared with yeah. you. Not everybody deserves that. There's some real rough cats, man, that they hang around the gym. They can teach you how to kick ass. Don't necessarily know how to teach uh, teach you how to do things correctly. Like I knew this one guy, a uh, really interesting guy. He kicks my he could kick my ass. Like he was really a really good martial artist. Can he teach a class? Probably. I don't know. I've never seen him teach a class. I, not that he wouldn't or wasn't ever being paid to teach a class. I just never seen him teach a class. But that guy was in and out of jail. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, should you be taking like legal advice from this guy? Uh, should you be taking life advice from this guy? I don't know. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, 
But um, he's somebody that clearly needed more out of the martial art than just the moves themselves. Yeah. And, and needed needed a sensei. He probably had a bad sensei, <laughs> or, or, <laughs> a or bad maybe instructor. or maybe a sensei that wasn't. Uh, I mean, and, and here's the other thing too. Like like, you know, the sensei just because he teaches you stuff doesn't necessarily mean that he's responsible for some of the actions that you take on, mm -hmm. right? Although, uh, when the subject comes up, who taught you? He is kind of on the hook for you, right? He is responsible for some of the things that he taught you. Uh, that's why some schools will kick people out once they realize what kind of person they are, right? Mm, That's right. just the responsibility of the instructor. Like I think, uh, and I've seen lots of instructors do this. They will put someone in their place and people who deserve it. And sometimes I've, I've seen people, I've seen instructors kick creepy guys out for all kinds of reasons, being too rough, being a, an asshole, hurting people on purpose, uh, being creepy, just general creepiness. And that alone is, is like, that is just good enough for me for a decent instructor like that. If an instructor knows well enough to do that, that's good because now he's keeping the, the gym safe, right? He's keeping the people in mm -hmm. the gym safe and he's making sure that the culture is safe for the gym. But like, but I mean, I don't need him to go any further than that. You know, at least I don't like I'm 47. I, I I'm not saying that I, can't, I I don't need advice here and there. Like sure, I think everybody could probably use a little uh, life advice or you know someone to bounce stuff off of. But I, I don't really need a a father figure at this point. I don't think. Right. You know? right, right. I you know would it be nice to have someone that I can bounce off an equal that that would be great. You know, but it doesn't have to be. That doesn't have to be a sensei. That doesn't have to be a martial artist. That should just be you guys. That could be my friends. You know, and I think that's what happens eventually. Is it's like you spend you you spend enough time with a person, whatever the role is, uh, they become a mentor, right? Uh, depending on the 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 relationship, right? Like you could have a boss that's mm -hmm. a mentor, or you can have an older good friend that's a mentor, or even a person your own age. That can give you some mentorship and and mm -hmm. you know and, and mentorship can be anything it could be like hey look i have no idea how to how to deal with a mortgage give me the ins and outs <clears throat> of a mortgage you know uh that mm -hmm. that's 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 teaching that's mentorship you know that's guidance and that's what some people give and uh you don't have to go to a martial arts gym to find that you know that could be anybody but you know some people you know they 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 mystify the whole role, right? But I mean, going back to the story and just Michelangelo and, and, and his growth and the pitch that I was talking about, I would love for him to fulfill that role, that become the new Splinter. Because, I mean, he was, he was their father and their instructor and their, their, their teacher, right? I personally think it's, it's not an easy balance, you know, because to coach your kids on anything, sports, you become a different person. You, you're in a different role and you're pushing your kids to do something versus kind of um, guiding, I think. It's a different role. And I think it's nicer and easier um, to just be dad or just be mom and, and not necessarily also be their instructor. I like to have somebody else be their martial arts instructor. I will teach them some things here and there and I'll give them advice. And if they ask for it, I'll, I'll teach them a couple things here and there. I prefer not to be their martial arts instructor. Well, do well, I like that's That's good though. I mean, and some people can't separate the two. Yeah. Because then you become tiger dad, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, uh, and you're always coaching and you're not, you're not dad or you're not mom, you know, like, uh, I, I don't, uh, they, they, they also don't listen to me the same like a regular student sure yeah you know um mm -hmm. it's better that somebody who is not the parent be the instructor especially in a martial arts classroom setting because then if my kids start acting up and not listening to me or questioning me then everybody else starts doing it too you know and i've had discussions with them where like if i was leading the class or something i would tell them look you guys i need you guys to to be the the best students because if you guys don't listen to me nobody else will you know if if everybody already is like let's say like i have to find kids or whatever 
I need you to at least listen, right? Let everybody else be the fine and I can handle this, but I can't, I can't both punish you as a, an instructor and as a parent, you know, it, it just gets foggy, right? And, and this is not a revelation I came on my own. This is actually something I read from a book or actually, I can't remember if it was a documentary or a book, but uh, Ronda Rousey spoke on this. Her mother was her judo coach for a long time and it was really hard for her. And then eventually uh, Ronda Rousey's mother, I think her name is Marie Rousey. I can't remember. Um, came to the realization that she needs to stop being her coach. And so when she handed off that responsibility to somebody else and said, okay, now this person is your coach. You're going to have to listen to them. Ronda Rousey said she felt like she got her mom back. You know? So I don't want to take their father away from them just so that I could be coach. Right. Mm -hmm. Anyway, enough of that. Um, So I love the book. I cried at least two or three times. Uh, and, and I can't even keep it straight when I give the pitch. I would love, as you could probably tell, I would love a movie, a movie, a series, something. Give me something. And, but keep the serious tone. Don't, don't make it a kid's show. You know? So, so aren't you glad we, we made you read this book? <laughs> we finally- <laughs> well, I, I it was almost- a long time, long time coming, and we finally did it. Yeah, we finally mm-hmm. did it, man. Yeah, we've been talking about this for a while now. Yeah, I had purchased this a long time ago. Yeah, and, I remember you saying you had gotten it. Yeah, and I just hadn't gotten mm-hmm. a chance to read it, and I just made myself read it uh, in the last, I don't know, a week or so. I gotta admit, man, it was I had to make time to read. Uh, reading mm-hmm. is almost a luxury at this point with all the stuff I have going on. And it's a pretty long read. It's not like an easy, you can just kill it in one you know, sitting. That's yeah. what I thought it was going to be, and it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the, the originally when we had originally planned to do this last time. Yeah, and you were telling me that you hadn't read it yet, and we were, we were like a few hours from recording. I was like, I don't know if you're going to give it a pull this one out. I'm like, oh, dude, I got, I got yeah, this. I got a few hours. I, I'll just knock it out. I was like, okay. <laughs> Yep, it didn't work out that way. <laughs> it didn't work out, but we're here. We're finally here. Yeah. Yes. So, all right, guys. Well, uh, thanks so much for joining us on today's show. Uh, our review of The Last Ronin, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles book. I thought it would be the last of the story, but I guess there's a continuation according to what your guys are saying. Can't it wait to see hit, more. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, you can't, you can't stop something good, right? People want more yeah. of it. I mean, look at Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Look at Bleach. That was, that was done, done, done. <laughs> yeah. Dragon Ball Z, yeah. and then and then yeah. that movie, live action movie, came out, and then Oof. and then yeah, Toriyama was like, no, uh-uh, I I I have to, <laughs> I can't let that be the last memory or last thing Dragon Ball yeah. to be. And so he came out of retirement and yeah, rejuvenated that series. Yeah. Right. Thanks again, guys, for coming on the show. I am Edgar Otra Vez with my co-host, Cousin Primo and Cousin cousin Fredo and Mr. Fredo. (laughs) We will catch you next time. All right, guys. Have a good one. All right. Ladies. The music you're listening to is titled Koji Berries, and that's by Low5. You can find that over at Epidemic Sound. So Epidemic Sound is a wonderful service. They give you license to their music. They have a wide selection of all kinds of music that you can choose from. I highly recommend them, especially if you are a content creator like myself. So if you want to license very unique music, make sure you check out Epidemic Sound. And when you do, grab that referral link in the description. Another partner of the Flow Road Podcast is Titan Fitness. So Titan Fitness is a company that provides workout equipment. I actually purchase equipment from them as well. I use it for my personal gym in my basement and it's perfect. Just so you know, it's a brand that I believe in. I highly recommend them. And if you decide to go over and check out Titan Fitness, make sure you grab that link in the description. Yeah, man. So I really dug this book. Uh, I think there are some shortcomings, at least from my perspective, especially as a martial artist, I would have liked to have seen, like I've mentioned before, I would have liked to have seen Mikey actually be a sensei for a little longer. That is really like my one biggest comment. But still, a great book. And I highly recommend the book. Make sure you check it out if you're a Turtles fan. So thanks for checking out the podcast. Check out the links. 
Check out the website, theflowrollpodcast.com. Check me out on Instagram under the name Edgar Otra Vez. You can also follow the show on Instagram under the name The Flow Roll. And don't forget to follow my co-host, Cousin Primo, under the name The underscore Real underscore Cousin Primo. And my good friend Fredo under the name Fredo's Video Games. And if you like what you heard, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, and share wherever you get your podcast at and press all the buttons that make the podcast God's happy. Thank you so much for listening. I am your host, Edgar Otra Vez. We'll catch you next time. Behave yourselves. Laters. Laters.